can't remember a time when I have not been told to be quiet, especially in public. I know it seems suspect to claim that I'm always being told to shut up, but if you hung out with me, you'd be surprised because I'm kind of always told to shut up. And after 39 years, it's really starting to add up. Hot Vomit, a Ferrochrome podcast. I think my idea of paradise is not a beach or waterfall or even a Prince and David Bowie concert or free access to the best bakery on earth. No, those things are all awesome. But honestly, my idea of paradise is a space in public where I can be as loud as I need to be or want to be and say anything and talk and laugh and not be judged, shamed, recorded, or silenced. That would be paradise. I remember graduating university, and the day after we got our degrees, I asked a friend to take a picture of me smiling next to an industrial sign down in the bowels of a building we shouldn't have been in. The sign said, caution, starts automatically. And it was next to some kind of mechanical room and I loved this sign. I kind of wish I would have stolen it or replicated it somehow and worn it around my neck Flava Flav style to warn people as though it was now on them to watch out because I do start automatically. I will save you my collection of childhood humiliations of being told to shut up, but let's just say, if they were knickknacks, I'd need at least five of Johnny Depp's houses to contain them. I've been hauled out of classrooms, lineups, told I can no longer sleep over, and asked more times than I can count, do you ever stop talking? And the answer is this, no, I don't think so. I haven't yet. I didn't start talking until after the age of three, and my parents were really concerned about this. They thought definitely something was wrong with me and hauled me around to doctors. But I think the adage, be careful what you wish for, happened to my poor, poor parents. Because sometime after the age of three, when I did start talking, I didn't stop. And I haven't stopped. And in fact, if you don't mind, I'm just going to go ahead and keep on talking now. Because what I want to tell you about is the worst time I've ever been told to shut up in public. And it's a story I still feel shame about. One of those ones that pop up in my head in the middle of the night or getting out of the shower or in an aisle of a grocery store. And it can still make me cringe. So I'm hoping sharing it will distill it, take its power away, and maybe let me off the hook. And as the dreaded saying goes... You can be the judge. So this story takes place in a tiny vegetarian restaurant in a mall in the town of Banff in the province of Alberta. The restaurant had just opened and I was soon about to leave town, moving to a different province in a few weeks. A friend who was interested in the job I had just vacated wanted to ask me some questions before she applied, but also wanted to say goodbye. So she took me and my boyfriend, who turned out to be my future hubby, out to dinner at this new spot. It was one of the best dinners of my life. When we entered, we were the only people in the restaurant and I instantly relaxed knowing that I would not bother anyone. The music was loud, so it didn't matter that we were. The food was delicious and the server was kind and laughed with us and gave us our space. So we sat at the back table and for well over an hour, freely shared stories, laughed, laughed, and laughed. 
And then I heard it. That tone of exasperation and fury and quiet outrage I've heard so many times before. The tone that unequivocally tells me I am the problem. An angry man said, Would you just shut up already? And because I was sitting with my back to the rest of the restaurant, I didn't even know other people had arrived. Turns out it was a couple, a man with a woman who appeared to be his wife, both middle-aged, seated just behind us at a two-person table. Why they didn't sit farther away, I have no idea. The restaurant was tiny, but we were the only five people in it. To be fair, our table, aka me, was being loud. I was telling stories like no one could hear me, and I curse when I talk, and I can be offensive, and I laugh really loudly, and I wave my arms all around, and move in my seat, and hit the table and the arms of the people next to me, and keep on going. Basically, I love to tell stories with everything I've got. And this night, I was firing on all cylinders. A chill went up my neck when the man spoke again. Our meal is ruined! By looking at him, you couldn't tell who he was talking to. He was looking down at his plate while he spoke, and he had a butter knife in one hand and a fork in the other on either side of his plate, as though he didn't know where to begin eating. But his face was flushed and contorted and furious. And I knew. I knew he was talking to me. My friend immediately gave him the benefit of the doubt and said, yes, the music is loud. We have to talk loudly. We can ask the server to turn it down. I think she was trying to gracefully give him a way out, but he didn't want that. He said with barely contained contempt, it's not the music that's loud, it's her, not the music that's ruining my meal. And then he looked at me. And I became six years old and in trouble with my dad. And this very large man with tiny eyes was staring at me like he hated me. I know most humans are made up of about 60% water. But what you need to know about me is I think I'm made up of about 58% Pepsi and 42% shame. On my good days. My friend said, all right, all right, sir, that's enough. And he looked back down at his plate with both hands on either side of it, muttering under his breath to his wife. His wife was silent this whole time and also looked down at the table, but not at her plate, just somewhere on the table. Her hands were folded in her lap. And like all other times I've been shamed, I looked to the wrong person to speak up for me because his wife definitely wasn't going to. I'm not sure why I was looking at her. I was trying to ascertain from her if what was happening was actually really happening. And if it was, is this acceptable? Am I really that awful and hard to listen to? My friend said, calm down, we're just about to leave. And he said, good. And he kept muttering angrily, loud enough that I could hear him, that it's too late anyway, his food is cold. I was being too loud and how they probably shouldn't have to pay for their meals. And without my friend there, I probably would have offered to pay for their meals. Not that I had the money to, but I just felt so badly. But my friend got up and said, have a nice evening with ice in her voice. And she left for our check. 
My boyfriend was quiet only because this all happened so quickly. I don't think he had ever been told to shut up in public or with so much contempt, so he was probably shocked. And he wasn't able to follow everything that was happening as it was happening. But obviously, like me, my female friend, had probably probably been told to be quiet many times. I remember two distinct things happening as my friend left to pay. I stood up and stood next to the couple's table like a small child and apologized profusely. I don't know what I was hoping for, for them to like me maybe or absolve me of my sins, but I kept saying, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry to have ruined your meal. I had no idea I was bothering you. I'm just so sorry. And the wife never looked up from the spot she was staring at and her hands never left her lap. But the man said something really rude, likely about me under his breath to her and I couldn't quite catch it. And then I felt it happen inside my chest so quickly. The shame and my stories turned into a fury so lethal, I had to bite the inside of my cheek not to say it. It was like for the first time since being told to be quiet in public that a ferocious beast inside of me was ready to not only fight back, but kill. You see, the man was quite obese, morbidly obese in fact. Like it was probably very difficult for him to sit down and stand up. And likely he couldn't do either of those things on his own. And after he muttered something rude about me to his wife, my horror of putting these people out disappeared and I became an expert sniper in cruelty. Oh, I'm sorry. You think you can hurt me? Get ready, guy, because I'm the best shot in town. With the precision of perfection, I almost leaned down, just enough for only the both of them to hear me say, it looks like you've enjoyed many meals, sir, and could use one less in your life. Grow the fuck up, you fat fuck. I didn't. I didn't say it. But the fact I was capable of thinking that quickly and being that much of a sniper, able to shoot cruelty into the exact vulnerable heart of another human being, scared me deeply. And I didn't not say it because I'm a good person. No, I was close. And I don't know if I would have said it or not, except that in that moment when I thought to say it, my boyfriend took my hand and said, let's go, this isn't worth it. And I let myself be led away. But my body was shaking because every cell seemed to be erupting in fury and adrenaline and ready to take that man down. I knew I could take him down. Outside of the restaurant, I kept replaying what had happened over and over and over in my head, trying to change it somehow, berating myself for being too loud and definitely not sharing with my friend or boyfriend what I had almost said. And I remember after talking about it for a few minutes, my friend was done with it and a bit exasperated at the topic. And she stopped and turned to me and said, does it really surprise you as a strong woman that you would be told to shut up? This can't be the first time you've been told to shut up. And I looked at her, my jaw slightly loose. Yes, I said, I've been told to shut up so many times. And she said, strong women always are. 
And you know what? There is no real ending to this story. I've been told to be quiet in mother's groups. I've been asked to keep it down in movie theaters before even the car commercials come on. I've been told I'm being too loud while washing my hands next to a friend in a public washroom. So I guess maybe my death will be the actual end of this story. But even in death, I'm scared it won't be over. Being someone who was raised Catholic, even though I don't believe in hell, I sort of fear it. And not some dark, torturous demons eating me alive with fire all around death. That would be kind of a tea party compared to how it feels to be constantly and angrily told to be quiet in public. To just shut up already. So, the silver lining. This podcast. It's not an exaggeration when I say this little airspace for me is freedom. In fact, it's a piece of public paradise. Hot Vomit. 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 A Ferrochrome podcast. podcast.